Welcome back, everyone, to another Podcast Friday with Valley Praise Unique Women, where we seek to reach and encourage women in new ways. I am your host, Melissa Zapeta. Today is testimony time. Please welcome Sarah Hayward. Sarah is one of our very own Valley Praise home team, like my husband likes to say. Welcome, Sarah, and thank you for coming on today. Sarah has been a teacher with Harlingen School District for 35 years at the same school. That amazes me. Yes, it amazes me too <laughs> When sometimes. you said that, I was like, the same school? Like, that is such dedication and commitment. Um, she is now the dyslexia specialist there, and um, she's been coming to Valley Praise for about 13 years. She recently shared her testimony with our Valley Praise Gold Group, and I heard through the grapevine that it was pretty amazing. So this will be my first time to hear her testimony, along with all of the other listeners today. Take it away, Sarah, and I can't wait for you to begin. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for asking me uh, to share my testimony with you and the VP uh, Unique Women. Uh, I would like to start with a Bible verse that means a lot to me, uh, and then later on, It'll come up in my testimony, so you'll know why. It's Ephesians 4, 1 through 16. It's the unity of the body. So as a prisoner for the Lord, I beg you to live the way God's people should live, because he chose you to be his. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient and accept each other with love. You are joined together with peace through the Spirit. Do all you can to continue as you are, letting peace hold you together. There is one body and one spirit, and one God chose you to have one hope. There is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. There is one God and Father of us all, who rules over everyone. He works through all of us and in all of us. So I grew up on a dairy farm. In a small town in Iowa, I have seven brothers and five sisters. Wow. I am the baby girl of the family, and I'm number 12. Uh, As a friend of mine says, I was born a Methodist. (laughs) My family, we had our own pew in the church when I was little. My mother played the organ. My daddy was an usher, lay leader, and leader of the United Methodist Youth Fellowship. Many of my brothers and sisters sang in the choir, and all of us can sing and play an instrument or two. I'm not going to sing today for you. (laughs) Kind of like the Van Trapp family in in The Sound of Music. Mm -hmm. My parents instilled in all of us three important things, family, education, and faith. All 13 of us went to college and have various degrees. My mother was a junior high English teacher and started her teaching career when the youngest of the family started kindergarten, and my daddy like I said, was a dairy farmer. My daddy passed away in 1985, and my mother passed away in 1999, both from cancer. Mm -hmm. After my mother passed away, the family had some memorial money to use. So one of my sisters suggested that we commission someone to compose a song in memory of our parents. So the song is titled, Live a Life That's Worthy. It's based on the scripture that I read at the beginning, mm-hmm. Ephesians four sixteen. And I would like to read the song to you. I'm not going to sing it because <laughs> Come on, Sarah. It, it's very difficult to sing. <laughs> um, it's titled, like I said, Live a Life That's Worthy, commissioned by, in loving memory of Sylvester and Nadine Patrick by their 13th children. Uh, it's composed by Lloyd Larson and based on Ephesians 4, 1 through 6. 
Live a life that's worthy of the calling you've received. Humbly walk in love and charity. Embrace each other's cares, and in your heart you'll share God's spirit which unites and sets you free. Live a life that's worthy of the sacrifice Christ made. Gently walk with patience every day. Let hate and anger cease. Let love and grace increase. God's spirit shall renew and guide your way. There is one body and one spirit, one hope to which you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of us all. Live a life that's worthy to God's call. Oh, that's beautiful. And I can hear my brothers singing their beautiful bass voices and tenor voices and my, my sister who sings soprano. It just... It, it's just very touching. Mm. So my family, we sing this song every summer when we get together for PRF, which stands for Patrick Family Reunion, or P, PFR, sorry, Patrick Family Reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, some, many of my siblings, they sing it at their church. Now I want to ask you, have you ever sat in church or in your car and heard a song on the radio or a message and thought, That was exactly what I needed to hear at that moment. I know it happens to me all the time. God gives us what we need when we need it. Many times when I hear Aaron or one of the other pastors give their message, I think, did they know what I needed to hear this Sunday? (laughs) Exactly. So I challenge you to listen to Christian music for 21 days. The 21-day rule is a method of doing, saying, being something for 21 days to make your something become a habit. So I listen to the message on the radio all the time in my car, and I wake up every morning to Mm 96.9, and it just starts my day right. Mm -hmm. Now, I've never had a mountaintop experience. I just knew that God was in my life from a very young age all the way to adulthood. Sure, I had some bumps along the way, which I will talk about later. I went to many church camps growing up and went on the walk to Emmaus in 2001. And I have served on many walks to Emmaus teams. The walk to Emmaus is a spiritual renewal program intended to strengthen the local church leadership. I have also served on a chrysalis team that is for the youth. So every time I serve on a team, it renews my spirit and I love meeting new sisters and brothers in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's how we yeah. connected. Right, exactly. The, the last one. When my family moved to Harlingen 35 years ago, we started going to the First United Methodist Church, and we immediately got involved. When a friend of mine, uh, Reverend Greg Hackett, was the minister at Wesley United Methodist Church, we transferred our membership. The very first Sunday after the first hymn, the man in front of me asked me what I was doing on Wednesday nights because I needed to join the choir. So I did. (laughs) Um, And now I am a member of Valley Praise. I remember the first Sunday. Everyone was so welcoming. The coffee and the donuts were delicious. (laughs) The music was uplifting, and the pastor, Aaron, gave a wonderful message. It felt like coming home, so now I know what it means when we say, welcome home. In May 2014, my husband at the time had a quadruple bypass. I prayed every day for him, 
the doctors and the nurses that were taking care of him. I knew that whatever the outcome, God was with me and would help me through it. I would come to church every Sunday and then go to the hospital. I remember one very hard Sunday, and almost every song had the word heart in it. Jack and Sonia Brown came and sat with me, and I knew that God put all this in place to lift me up. One of my favorite songs was sang that Sunday by Matt Redman. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you, Jesus. I joined the VP uh, Prayer Shawl Group in 2015, and this group has been such a blessing to me. We crochet, pray for others, have a devotion, and sometimes even enjoy a yummy treat. It's so fulfilling to know that the ones receiving the shawls have been prayed over and blessed. I look forward to my Wednesday evenings. We always went to Las Vegas and, and had enchiladas with my friend Linda, and then we would meet at the church. And we are not meeting right now, and I sure do miss it. In March 2016, I was on my way to San Antonio to celebrate my 59th birthday, so now you know how old I am, <laughs> when I got a call from my doctor with the devastating news of breast cancer. My first thought was, I don't want cancer. I saw what it did to some of my family members and my friends. After talking with my doctor and family, I decided to go to MD Anderson in Houston. My daddy and all seven of my brothers have or had prostate cancer. My brothers are all still living. Um, when I was at MD Anderson, it was discovered that I had three kinds of cancer. I wanted the cancer out of my body, so I had a bilateral mastectomy in May. I had so much support and prayers from my family, friends, school, and church family that I knew this too shall pass. I went through the surgery, chemo, and radiation. I went through the loss of my hair. I never wore a wig. I would wear hats and scarves on my head. I kept teaching, and the staff and students uh, were so accepting and understanding and kind. One student asked me if I had a hat or scarf for every outfit, and I told him, yes, I did, and if I didn't, I would go buy one. <laughs> I learned that we all need to be positive through our trials because God does have a plan for us. In Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope, and a future. Now I am in remission, going on five years, well, and I praise God for that. And I do think my faith got stronger going through all this. Mm. I love this quote from cancer survivor Robin, Robin Roberts, who is on Good Morning America. I'm not happy that I had cancer, but going through it showed me there's so much life to appreciate. Mm. That's what struggle does. It helps us learn about ourselves find purpose we never knew we had, and to share those lessons with others. One more devastating blow. In January 2018, my husband asked me for a divorce after 37 years of marriage. I kind of saw it coming, but I had taken my wedding vows seriously. Again, my family, friends, and my faith helped me through this. My son Chris stepped up to help take care of me and we are okay. Matthew 6, 34 says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, 
for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own, and I know it was God's plan. And I'm actually enjoying being signal, single. Can't even say the word, single. <laughs> so in closing, there is one song that um, has helped me through my trials, and it's titled, Just Be Held by Casting Crowns. Mm -hmm. And a few of the words say, your world's not falling apart, it's falling into place. Mm -hmm. When we are faced with troubles, we just need to know to lay it down, let it go, and just be held. Yeah, I love that song. It has beautiful lyrics to it. Um, can we talk a little bit more uh, about you being a cancer survivor? I mean, that, that's such a big deal, and it's such a, a miracle, you know, from God that, um, that you are a cancer survivor. Um, what can you say to that woman that might be listening now that finds herself battling cancer and needs some encouragement? I did write some things down, but I don't know where I put them. Um, basically, two, two things that, that helped me was just having hope, hope that I'll get through this yeah. and trust in the Lord. Um, some of the things that I did that helped me, uh, I kept a journal of everything the doctors told me. Mm -hmm. That was Iris Sign's idea, mm -hmm. Aaron's wife. Uh, I wrote down everything the doctor told me, everything that was said mm -hmm. to do, mm -hmm. and so that helped me. Um, one of the fifth grade classes at school, they made a pink ribbon pinata for me, mm -hmm. and they wrote letters to me. I had come real close to, to the fifth graders because I have them at lunch duty. And um, they invited me to the classroom, and they sat down around me, and they gave me the letters. And some of them I read out loud. Some of them they said they didn't want to hear them out loud. But it's just, it, it was very uplifting. Yeah. Um, and I went to school during my treatments. I did not quit work. I um, kept a normal life, so I think that's something that people need to remember is try to be, try to keep as normal a life as possible. Yeah. Um, my treatments were every other Thursday. And so I would go to school and uh, leave a half a day on Thursday, go have my treatment. And then I had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to get, mm -hmm. to get better. Um, stay nourished, uh, water, Gatorade. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't able to eat everything I wanted to, yeah. But some things that I could eat, like a cheeseburger, always was satisfying. <laughs> a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich was good. Um, and a fajita taco. I don't know why. Hmm. And, of course, water and, and Gatorade. So basically just stay positive and just trust in the Lord. Read your Bible. I write down my favorite scriptures, and I go back to them and read them. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's kind of what has helped me. Yeah. So that journal that you kept um, throughout your treatment, do you ever go back and, and read it and just are, are amazed at how you beat all the odds? Yeah, I go back and read that one. The one I do read, I, ha I also have one that uh, I belong to a couple women's groups. And um, one of the groups gave a journal to me with all of my, we call them my sisters, um, that they all wrote something. Mm. And then I took it to school and had my school friends write in it. And that one I do go back. And that when I'm feeling sad yeah. or feeling like, you know, all the stuff that's gone on in my life, right. I go back and read and it just lifts me up. Yeah. And uh, that, 
that's also very helpful. Yeah, what a great idea. What a, that's an encouraging thing to do. Um, well, what a beautiful story, a beautiful testimony. Um, thank you for sharing your story. I, I know someone is going to be blessed by it. I was, like I said, this is the first time I get to hear it too. But, um, well, that'll do it for today. Remember, share your story like Sarah. You never know whose life you will transform and draw closer to Christ. Have a blessed week, and we hope that you tune in next time.